0: Welcome to Delivering More, Together, the podcast brought to you by the Department of Veterans Affairs, VHA Innovation Ecosystem. I'm Bryn Cole. Now, if your first thought is that a podcast hosted by the federal government sounds like a total snooze fest, I challenge you to stay for a listen and let us change your mind. Here, we'll open your eyes, well, ears, to the groundbreaking innovation underway at VHA, and how through innovation and collaboration, VHA is exceeding expectations, restoring hope, and building trust within the veteran community. Today's episode is an in-depth discussion about how the VHA innovation ecosystem engages with a broad community of partners in pursuit of mission-driven innovation. Whether it's using 3D printing to produce personal protective equipment in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic, or introducing groundbreaking technology to prevent diabetic limb loss at VA, the work that the ecosystem does with partners is truly helping us to change and save people's lives.
1: and I'm Ryan, Director of Operations for the VHA Innovators Network and host for the Delivering More Together partnership episode of our podcast. I have two very special uh, guests who I will let introduce themselves. Um, Let's turn it over first to our first guest, the um, Mm -hmm. lovely Dr. Beth Ripley. Beth, you want to just introduce yourself? Tell us um, who you are, where you're from, what you do, your life story in a nutshell. Absolutely. My name is Beth Ripley. I am a radiologist and innovator based out of Seattle at the Puget Sound VA Hospital. I also serve as the director for the 3D Printing Network, which is a grouping of hospitals across the VHA enterprise with 3D printers, and I also have the pleasure of serving as the chair of the VHA 3D Printing Advisory Committee. Thank you, Beth. Um, Susie Shirley.
2: Yeah. Hi. Thank you, Allison. Uh, I'm Susie Shirley. I work with the Innovation Ecosystem as the Director of Community Engagement and Fellowship. Uh, I live in Richmond, Virginia, and um, am a licensed clinical social worker by trade. Thank you both so much. Uh, So, talking
1: about partnerships, you both are are masters in finding excellent partners to really enable the mission and um, make the statement delivering more together. You guys make it happen in real life. Um, Tell me a little bit, uh, Susie, about the partnership uh, with the Elizabeth Dole Foundation, which is very, very exciting.
2: Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's um on this episode, you know, it's it's tough to pick just one partnership because like you said, we have so many really exciting collaborations going on throughout industry and academia. But yeah, the Elizabeth Dole Foundation is a really exciting new partnership um that really came about, you know, at the at the start of COVID and the, you know, the pandemic that we're in right now to um to provide uh, respite care, you know, as a donated service, home care hours to family caregivers of veterans uh, and active duty service members, and so they the program was actually launched through a donation of a um, million dollars, which is about forty thousand hours of home care services by uh, CareLink, which is a national um, home care agency that has professional Uh, you know, certified aides that will come into the home and help take care of um, people who need assistance with light housekeeping, um, grocery shopping, uh, you know, basic tasks of daily living, things like that. So uh, that donation was made and the VA and Elizabeth Gold Foundation started working together to co-design this program that would be designed specifically to meet the needs of our family caregivers uh, for veterans. So um, we've been, just over the past few months, really working hard with them to uh, do some discovery and really understand what our family caregivers need, um, what would be the most helpful, where the greatest needs are, and then really design a program to use those hours um, to best meet the needs, you know, of our caregivers. And one of the most exciting things that has started to really happen, you know, through the, the diligence of the Elizabeth Dole Foundation and their network is they've been uh, fundraising now to enhance and increase the level of donation that they've gotten you know, so far for this program. And now we're seeing partnerships from, uh, and donations from organizations like the Wounded Warrior uh, Program and the Bob Woodruff Foundation and Elizabeth Dole Foundation itself, matching uh, some of the funds for more and more donated hours uh, by CareLink. So it's a, an incredibly exciting time especially as our caregivers are dealing with, you know, a greater level of burden and, you know, higher stress and things like that during this pandemic.
1: That's amazing. Uh, Do we have, do you have any idea how many folks have, I I know it's a uh, applied for um, not competition, but you have to apply for the benefits of the caregivers. Um, Do you know how many caregivers have applied?
2: Yeah, well, actually, so You know, at the time that we're recording this now, there's been over you know 250 applications. But I would bet by the time this podcast is released, that number will have doubled or tripled. Um, But you Mm -hmm. asked a really good question that I should speak to. um, Is you know where where can these caregivers apply, and where is this program being rolled out? And we are taking a regional approach to this. Um, This is an Elizabeth Dole Foundation program, and so the application for it goes through. The Elizabeth Dole Foundation website. Um, and, you know, of course, they review the applications and allocate the hours, but uh, they do so in collaboration with the VA to ensure that the regional rollout matches our level of need and, and things like that. So.
1: Wonderful. Uh, thanks, Susie. And I think during Beth's uh, introduction, she was being uh, humble as usual. Uh, Beth is the the faith and voice of 3D printing at, at VA. So uh, particularly with COVID-19, 3D printing has just skyrocketed, uh, best. So tell us about how partnerships have made a difference with 3D printing, uh, particularly in response to COVID-19, what VA has been up to. Partnerships are so integral to everything we've been doing within 3D printing. One of the things I really love about the 3D printing or additive manufacturing community is it's a really small and tight-knit community. And it really has been grown and fostered on this concept of open design, sharing, collaboration, and cross-pollination. So prior to COVID-19, over the past few years, We've had several partnerships, um, both formal and just informal collaborations to help us grow 3D printing with NVA. Based on those, when the COVID-19 pandemic hit back in March 2020, um, we realized that we would need to draw on those partnerships and formalize them and grow them, and specifically What I'm speaking to is a very important partnership that we created between VHA, FDA, NIH, and the public-private partnership um, with America Makes. So it was a weekend, I believe. It was maybe Saturday or Sunday. We were all um, trying to figure out how in the world we were going to deal with the lack of PPE and specifically face masks. And we were trying to figure out, is it possible even to make one with a 3D printer? Can we do that? Can we make face shields? We're looking on the internet and we noticed there's just a lot of people uh, outpouring of support from the community and people trying to design and, and make things. But it was really hard to understand which ones were the good designs? Uh, what were potential issues with them? basically just an overflow of of information that required some vetting. And so we all got together and said, what if we brought all of our expertise to bear and partnered together to try to create a situation where we could share with the community the best vetted designs that you can create on 3D printers for PPE. And so we did that and it's one of the fastest I'm, I'm sure it's one of the fastest intergovernmental partnerships ever because it was hatched, as I said, on a weekend and signed on a Wednesday after that. So in four days, we, we got this together. And it, it kind of works like this. VHA said, hey, we, we understand from the frontline staff what is needed. We are talking daily and the many of us are on the front lines trying to take care of patients you know, we know what we need in terms of face masks, face shields. And we also know, you know, what what a good design and a bad design looks like just by trial and error, by putting it on and, and you know, simulating situations so we can come forward and, and help a test. And FDA obviously uh, has a decades-long or actually probably even century at this point long history within the U.S of trying to help make sure that the safest and most effective products are brought forward. So they brought in their knowledge and expertise about testing devices, understanding the regulatory components and make sure that you are reproducing the same device every time and that it's the the same quality you expect between devices. And NIH is um, specifically within NIAD Uh, National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, Uh, they are great experts in understanding how to manage files, data, complex visualizations, and share that out through the 3D printing, um, NIH 3D print exchange. So we all came together and said, we're going to open up the 3D print exchange for everyone in the community to share their designs. We're going to then print all those designs, test all those designs, and find the best ones um, and share out our feedback on that. And then American Makes said, hey, we are here to help be the conduit from the designs to the manufacturers who can make them. And so they play the role of manufacturer where they had hospitals to come to them and say, this is what we need. And then they could turn to the, the larger additive manufacturing community and say, who can make this? And bring that together. And so that is the, the genesis of this partnership that's really grown over the past several months into a, a team that's learning how to vet design, share design, spin out designs, and try to get needed 3D printed devices into the hands of the end users on the front lines. Amazing. I, I know that this has had a tremendous impact uh, in VA uh, with VA's response to, to COVID-19 and protecting our employees. Uh, what about our fourth mission, VA's fourth mission of, of serving the public in, in times like this? How do you think this partnership has affected that? This partnership has been integral to the fourth mission. Really, in a nutshell, what we're trying to do is find the safest and most effective designs and share them widely on a public platform, the 3D Print Exchange, and get those into the hands of the community. And so in a a way, this is a fourth mission and beyond, because not only are we trying to create things and, and share them out with the public, but we're also trying to empower the public with the knowledge, resources, and um, expertise to create them for themselves as well. Susie, back to you for a second. You know, partnerships is really your, it's your thing, right? That is your, your wheelhouse. You make things happen so that we can indeed do more together. Um, Why do you think partnerships are so integral to innovation?
2: Oh man, Allison, that's, That's a great question. Um, And one that I'm, I'm not sure I have a final answer to. The answer just changes all the time as we engage in more and more, you know, interesting and exciting and impactful partnerships. I think one of the reasons they're, they're integral to innovation specifically is because, you know, to, to truly innovate, you need diversity, you need diverse perspectives, diverse backgrounds to all come together to really look at, study problems, look at problems and understand them, look at the user experience of, of different systems and different, you know, tools and mechanisms and really work together to design solutions. Um, you know, when you when you just have physicians designing a solution together, um, or engineers or, you know, physical therapists or occupational therapists or people in business, you know, if if they're trying to solve problems in isolation, you never really get a solution that fits, you know, that really meets the need and that really works. But when we can approach some of our biggest challenges, you know, in the VA and some of the very unique challenges that our our veterans face and that our providers face, um, when you bring together uh, diverse backgrounds and you engage in problem solving through partnerships, really the potential is just limitless to what can be accomplished. You know, there are very unique things they're very unique kind of value propositions that the VA can offer. You know, we are the largest integrated healthcare system in the country. We have over nine million veterans that we serve. We employ over you know three hundred thousand employees full time, and and that's really unique. One other thing that makes us so unique is that we're a value driven healthcare system, mission driven. You know, we're not profit driven like a lot of the private healthcare systems are. And so you know we we have a lot. To offer in terms of innovation. But industry has just as unique of a set of resources and skills and attributes that we don't have in the VA. And as does academia. And you know, then you know when you look at some some newly developing and recent partnerships that we've started to engage in with veteran service organizations, then you really start to be better able to pull in that customer voice and really understand what our veterans are facing and what their needs are, even outside of our clinical system. So partnerships are really an important way to understand problems and design solutions together. And then through the VA, we can implement and scale so many exciting things like what Beth is talking about with you know, 3D printing and testing and making available PPE during a pandemic far outside of the VA's walls. Across the country and the globe, arguably. Thanks, Susie, and that's
1: a that's a great point that you made earlier uh, in in that remark about we are, you know, non profit driven. We are designing and partnering and doing things for uh, for the people. And Beth, I know that you didn't really touch on this partner in the three uh, D printing. COVID-19 response. But what about the VA employee and and veteran internal partnerships? Um, I know you're focused on personal manufacturing. Who are the internal partners that made the COVID-19 3D printing response happen? That's a great question. Uh, the internal partners are the key to the success. So VA employees, within this partnership are engaged right on the front lines using their design skills to prototype uh, these medical supplies and and devices to help with the the pandemic. They're really, the the frontline people are really the heart and soul of this because they are the ones that know a good device when they see it. So they've been integral and and this is nurses, doctors, um, dentists, the um, people that are volunteering at the front lines to screen patients and staff coming in, uh, people that are volunteering to do the nasal swabs, you know, as other duties. Those people, um, our staff, our VA staff, are really the people that understand best what we need and what a good device looks like. So that's been a huge piece. We've had a lot of other very important internal partners too, in terms of thinking about safety. So the, the safety committee, um, industrial engineering, all of the people that um, on the virology team that understand about the spread of, of COVID-19, what it takes to decontaminate or clean devices, they've brought all of that to bear as well. And of course, the veteran is at the heart and center of all of this. So our veteran patients can communicate with us about what they need, what works, what doesn't work, and what they're looking for in terms of of devices, not only in COVID-19, but beyond. And and I think that's one of the things, you know, again, right now, um, in August 2020, we're totally surrounded and inundated with, with COVID-19, but eventually we will hopefully persevere and get back to some of the, the more normal things that we want to do with 3D printing. And that really is about designing and creating devices that are made for individual veterans to get them back to doing the things they love. So, you know, prosthetics, orthotics, assistive technology devices, customized treatment plans, um, better plans for surgery. All of these things are our bread and butter that we can do with 3D printing to create better life, um, better health, better outcomes for veterans and they are the center of that. Always, always, always. Uh, a question to you both, whomever would like to take it first. What's next with partnerships uh, in in your realm, Susie? And what is the next level you started to go into it about a post-COVID world, Beth? Um, what's next for both of you with your uh, specific focuses on partnerships of any kind? Well, what's next for, for us? Well, we Over the past several months, there's been a ton of lessons learned, what worked, what didn't work, what we wish we had known from before. And so what's next for us in our partnership with uh, FDA, NIH, and America Makes is that we are all sitting down, capturing lessons learned, and thinking about the next disaster or pandemic or, you know, hurricane or or whatever it is, how are we going to be better prepared? So what we want to do over the next several months is think about those scenarios, think about the tools that we have and start to plan in advance what we might need so that we can come up with 3D printable blueprints, plans and strategies and, and testing scenarios so that we're ready for the next time. And this is this whole concept of digital stockpiling. That we're we're very fascinated with and, and trying to push forward. We want to be able to have those digital files on hand and ready. So you're going to see a lot of a lot of work from us in the, in the next few months. Again, thinking about those scenarios, maybe even uh, act you know enacting some of them in a controlled test environment and running through different scenarios and planning for how we operationalize all of the things that we've learned over the past several months.
2: Susie, what about you? So let's see, what's next? Um, that's an exciting question. And, you know, in the realm of partnerships and community engagement, you know, I think there's really a lot of exciting stuff going on now and developing. And it's almost hard to know what what will come up and what will happen next. You know, something that we really try to be in the innovation ecosystem is open, is open to really in real time, understanding the organization's needs and challenges and then responding by creating opportunities and leveraging opportunities through strategic partnership. Um, but, you know, as much as I love all kinds of partnerships, I do have a very kind of special topic area that gets me the most excited. And so I do have plans, you know, in the coming months to really kind of roll my sleeves up and work work hard in this in this space is the opportunity to work with high-growth startups. And, you know, I think Beth and I are both, you know, we're, we're innovators at heart. We're, we're kind of technical. We like to roll our sleeves up and do the hard work. Um, and what I love the most about working with high-growth startups is just the opportunity for agility and flexibility and to really make changes and have an impact in real time. Um, some of the best work that we've done in, in designing and testing new clinical care models have been with innovative new startups that are more flexible than, than we can imagine, you know, in the VA. They work at a faster pace. They respond, you know, quickly to emerging needs, and they're just thrilling to work with. Uh, and the kinds of things that are being designed and developed and tested right now um, throughout industry and academia Especially in the midst of this pandemic, are are just really exciting opportunities, and they create um, ways, you know, and, and spaces for the VA to engage and really get some of our toughest challenges addressed um, with, you know, rapid prototyping, implementation, testing, and uh, and growth and development. So that's that's kind of what's going to be next um, uh, for me. Awesome. You both are. Very, very busy uh, delivering more
1: together and the actual exciting event coming up, the big event, the theme for the Innovation Experience this year is delivering more together. And you all embody that perfectly. Um, tell me a little bit, uh, Beth, about, about IEX, um, the Innovation Experience. We call it IEX. Um, tell me about your thoughts, what you think about IEX, are you participating at all this year, um, just everything everything about it that you love. So IEX is an amazing event. Um, I've had the opportunity to be present and involved over the past several years, and I am definitely looking forward to this year. IEX is really a celebration of everything we've been talking about. It's innovative spirit within the VA and with our partners. It's everyone coming together and working hand-in-hand hand on the, the big, tough problems. And some of the things that I really appreciate with IES is getting to meet other innovators uh, with similar passions that I might not have ever been able to um, speak with or interact with uh, outside of the event because, you know, we are a large organization across 50 states and beyond so we don't necessarily bump into each other in the hall. But at IEX, you can. And, you know, you could be standing right next to your next great collaboration. And last year at IEX, we had several new ideas come out in, you know, the course of only one or two days that are new devices, new ideas, new innovations from disparate partners that just happen to be getting coffee at the same time. So really the event is a celebration, but it's also a a very important opportunity to co-mingle, mix, share ideas, remember why we're doing this and make plans for the, the year ahead and figure out, you know, where do we go next and how do we make it happen? And, And Susie, tell me, uh, the same question, but how do you think being virtual will impact it this year?
2: You know, the the virtual space is one that I think back in March, none of us really knew how to handle. You know, we were all accidentally muting ourselves on Zoom and having our kids climb all over us and our dogs barking and everything. And, and there was just so much to figure out. But, of course, you know, we've all learned over the past few months so many ways to really have a more gratifying and and strategic approach to these virtual engagements and some of the events that I've been to over the past few months virtually like the beat the pandemic MIT hackathon have been surprisingly rewarding you know with networking and and connecting and laughing and sharing experiences and highlighting really incredible work and so I'm really excited about this year's event I think it'll feel different but it'll be just as rewarding And one of the most important things about the innovation experience is being able to highlight all of the work that's happening throughout the field. You know, we, when you think about the the central office team, we're not a very big team, but when you think about who we are in the organization, this innovation community is made up of hundreds, if not thousands of innovators across VA and our partners, you know, all throughout uh, the communities in where we serve. And so, I think, you know, we're all pretty skilled now at making use of Slack channels and Zoom breakout sessions. And I'm really excited to to do all the networking that we would usually do in that virtual space. Great, is there anything
1: either one of you want to end with? Any last um, last comments or, or thoughts about delivering more together partnerships or maybe the innovation experience? Beth, any last words? Yes. You know, Allison, I think this pandemic has really accelerated our collaborative efforts and shown us what is possible to achieve in really rapid timeframes. Um, For example, the partnership I talked about, and I think we should remember that moving forward, that we can move at a a faster speed and, and do these amazing things together even in the hardest of times. So moving forward, really excited about what we're gonna learn from this effort and and understand how we can efficiently and effectively continue to build these partnerships and advance for us at least 3D printing for healthcare for veterans, but also all of the other amazing partnerships and efforts that, that we are trying to do together. Thank you, Beth Susie. You have the, the last
2: word. <laughs> oh, no pressure. Um, well, you know I, to, to kind of second Beth's sentiments here, i I've been just really moved by the, um, the initiative and the collaboration and the care you know that, that each of us has brought to the table over these past few months and, and continue. You know there were conversations in the beginning uh, of this pandemic about make sure to pace yourselves, pace yourselves, because I think all of us were just working around the clock. And we were working because we cared, because we realized that this was an important time, you know, to come together and to really be open and, and work to innovate and test things quickly and, you know, on a small scale and build and develop and and scale the solutions that will really bring us out of this, this time, you know, and really move the needle and change healthcare broadly. So I am really looking forward to the innovation experience especially this year because I think all of us will come to it with a little bit um, different perspective and if you can imagine a little bit more heart than than what we had uh, even at last year and previous years.
1: I want to thank you both so much for your time, uh, for everything that you're doing. I know that you both work every day with a big, whole heart. So um, thank you so much. And we will see you
0: at the Innovation Experience. That's it for this episode. Thank you for listening and be sure to register for the VHA Innovation Experience this October 27th through 29th. If you like this podcast episode, hit the subscribe button. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, essentially any podcasting app known to phone, computer, tablet, or woman. For more stories on veteran and veteran benefits, check our website, va.gov forward slash innovation dash ecosystem, and follow the VA on social media Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Rally Point. No matter the social media, you can always find us with a blue check mark. And as always, the Department of Veterans Affairs does not endorse or officially sanction any entities that may be discussed in this podcast, nor any media products or services they may provide. And we'll see you right here next time. Thanks for listening.